Welcome to Tavern Talk. Hey people, this is Ben from the Pathless Podcast. I am here for a season wrap-up. I plan to mostly talk about lightlessness and a little bit related to 5e and Pathfinder. Maybe I'll have a few things that come up um, about Sam's actual pumpkin spice campaign. But thank you for tuning in, and I hope you find some of this enjoyable. So first thing that we can talk about is obviously this was an experiment to try 5e and see if we liked it. I would say that ultimately I am not impressed, unfortunately. Um, I guess, you know, it's hard to say because they're just systems of rules for a role-playing game where the main purpose is for the players and the DM, basically the group of people to get together and have fun in whatever way they find to have fun. And uh, I do like the spirit of putting less an emphasis on rules and, you know, learning and memorizing large amounts of data in these books. Uh, I personally found a lot of fun, and I don't necessarily want to push that on other people. But uh, let's let's get into some of these things I have in my notes so I can stay a little bit more organized for this. Uh, one thing that I want to talk about is full round actions. So in 5e, we had the experience of not having to worry about a few things when it comes to rounds. Uh, one is having a full round action, and that full round action was necessary in Pathfinder in 3.5, I don't know much about 4e, uh, to allow us to make multiple attacks, to allow us to do certain types of special um, special actions in combat. I believe you know grappling without a feat requires a full round action, but don't test me on that because I'm probably wrong. But um, anyway, it's just interesting to not have to worry about those things and basically when your round comes around you can do the same thing every round it's a standard action it's a bonus action and then in between your turn and the next turn uh, a reaction i actually like this feature because i think it allows for more consistent gameplay less reliance on the five foot step rule um, but i do think it's a major difference that should be noted so next to my notes here I have inspiration. So inspiration was an exciting little feature in 5e that made it seem like we'd be able to encourage players to roleplay more. Obviously, it really doesn't depend on 5e at all as a rule set, but comparing the two and comparing what we get from them, I think it's important to bring up. I loved inspiration, the idea when I read the books. Uh, and a lot of this might be that I'm finding out that the ideas look good on paper, but either I had a hard time implementing them because I wasn't smart enough or I was too set in my old ways, or that they're just not good for our group, or that they're possibly not that great of ideas. So anyway, inspiration, we tried to use it many times. We never really did, and I don't know if we should have just made counters that we kept on the board so that we would use it, and I'm not even sure if it was just like um, a helper that made the game less organic, and that's why we didn't use it. Um, that's, I really have no idea, but I'm just kind of shooting through some ideas in my head here. Uh, let's move on to casters. So Matt talked about in his wrap-up how obviously there's not a large amount of content for 5e yet, and it would be unfair to judge the system based on the amount of content available. And I think that that is very true, and I agree. Um, so I'm going to talk about casters not in their variety of spells or in the variety of types of casters but in the way that they play so casters in 5e are what i believe to be more versatile more battle ready 
And I think that this is kind of a negative. Uh, I'm not a big fan of casters in that way. And I don't, it's just, again, personal preference, which is all you're going to get out of a podcast. Let's be honest here. Like, even if you've got some PhD giving you a podcast on, you know, something, you get a lot of preference out of that and not a lot of facts. And science, in my opinion, is just an opinion. So moving on with that idea. Um, I think it's weird when the casters can continually dole out damage of varying types every single round. Um, I guess I just want them to have to use the quarterstaff every now and then while my barbarian continues to smash through things or my fighter continues to hack through things. I, I know it's a really unfair view, but I don't know. It's just like, okay, I, I guess it's probably a good thing. I, I don't know. It bothers me. And that's all I can say about that. So personally, it bothers me. Uh, empowers. So this is a good one. Hopefully I can get onto a rant at some point here so I can get into a little flow and provide something of quality to listen to. But I think that people who like Pathfinder are a personality type. And I've said this to, I think, maybe just Reed before who's on the podcast. But I've been listening to other podcasts of people who play, play Pathfinder. Yuck. And um, I believe that people who play Pathfinder are more accepting of death in games. So whether that means that they understand that their character is just a character more, and that means that the play system of Pathfinder is less immersive, or that just means that the type of player that is drawn to Pathfinder and its rule set and its vast amount of things is someone who's just, you know, okay with rolling up a new character. I'm not sure. Um, But I will say that this whole push towards empowerment, which I think I've talked about in previous Tavern Talks, maybe with Matt's, um, I am against it. And again, uh, I am against it. And I find that players are focusing more on feeling good and being powerful and less on a cohesive story, even if that story ends up being a tragedy tragedy at points. Um or a comedy at other points, and ultimately both of those are supposed to end in death anyway, if it's a comedy or a tragedy, I believe. No, wait, yeah, tragedy. Anyway, don't look that up either. This will just be a, a, a cast of varying degrees of wrongness. Moving on. Oh yeah, I didn't really get to talk about death more. So in 5e, one great thing that they added is that death is half of your HP instead of negative 10. Now, Reed has said, I believe, and I'm going to misquote him because I like doing things wrong, that there is a rule in Pathfinder or a variant rule or something like that that you can do half your HP. And ultimately, I mean, goodness gracious, we're talking about all these rules for these systems that don't have any set rules. So it's kind of a joke, and I don't know why you're still listening to this, so feel free to turn off at any point. Let's see, what else do I have to talk about? Uh, Ah, here we go trying to make notes to find things to talk about for the season wrap-up, I asked myself, is a good system based off the experience that a player has playing a character and a DM has running a world? Because if this is the case, then I believe we should attempt to take our current characters and convert them to the opposite play system. So for lightlessness, I would like to think about converting my whole entire campaign, which isn't much for me as a DM, to um, to Pathfinder, and having all the players try to find an analog in Pathfinder, not necessarily create a new class, even though we've talked about that, because you wouldn't really have the choice for a new class in Pathfinder if we were just comparing rule set to rule set by the book. Um, And then uh, 
you know, have the pumpkin spice campaign turn into a 5e campaign. And I don't even know if we'd really have to play it so much as just make the conversion to see what the difference is like. But I just think it's a cool idea to, um, to really notice the differences to see, do I have less fun or more fun as my character? And there's probably a couple things to account for there. Like, you know, you were already used to something else. So changing it might automatically be a negative, but it would be really interesting to find out if one actually does turn out better than the other. If we're like, oh yeah, we love lightlessness now that it's Pathfinder or we love pumpkin spice now that it is 5e. So it's just an idea. Um, if there is anyone who is listening to this and they have it in their heart to write in and give me some sort of input, whether it's through email or commenting on this episode or anything, you've heard it a thousand times, um, you know, we'd love your input and maybe we'll just follow what you say because we don't always know what to do. Uh, additionally, actually, while I'm off the cuff here and there's no one else around, I have been dying to give away a copy of my Dark Souls for Steam. I bought an extra copy because Dark Souls is my favorite game, and I think I brought that up before. So how about this? If one of you writes in, you get a free copy of Dark Souls on Steam. I tried to give this away a while ago, but... Um, I guess we we weren't ready to as a podcast and things like that. And we were growing and we wanted to wait till we had a few more people. So there's probably like down to 12 of you left now. And all you have to be is one of that 12. And you're probably going to be the only one who writes in and just, just do it. I will contact you. I will send you the steam key. I do not care if there are multiple of you by any chance. Uh, we'll just have to do like a, a roll of D 20 or D 12 or however many people there are. And we'll figure it out. So aside from all that, I have nothing meaningful to say is the wrap-up on that section of this podcast. Let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back for my wrap-up of lightlessness. I feel like it's hard to talk about my own campaign and wrap-up, and a bit awkward. So I'm going to try to recall some of the elements of episode zero, some of the ideas that I had and wanted to bring forth, and decide whether or not any of them have really come to fruition. The idea of home, obviously, was a big one, and that's why the episodes were named the way that they were. That idea of home was supposed to be pushed forth as people met families and met people of different types and got to know them and see their homes, um, and in some cases see their homes lost. So maybe I pushed that a little too hard through relationships and the loss of families through death, uh... I don't really know if I hit home in the way that I wanted to with that idea, but I do know that the second season really gets that a little bit more as we watch this world kind of get ripped up from the, you know, cosmic horror or the cosmic um, catastrophe of the gods replacing, well, you know, putting, keeping the moon in front of the sun as like a continual eclipse of sorts. I don't know. It's a full moon. Let's just keep it simple. I, I don't need any science ruining my story or disvalidating it. And it's magical. So I think I think we've had the discussion earlier in the podcast about magic and science. Uh, let's go back to like when they were at uni, if you want to find that stuff. Anyway, so home should end up getting bro- broken apart as the players move forward and notice that things are definitely forced to change with this introduction of Malar and his uh, Lords of Hunt, or, you know, Lackeys of Hunt, Demons of Hunt, uh, they are going to be kind of little demons um, or, or demigods, I don't know, they're, they're followers of Malar, who he has sent to kind of shake things up a bit here in Felicia. And uh, I just look forward to the players having many options going into Season 2 
with uh, where to go, how to handle things. Are they going to save Bubbles Keyholder? Are they going to go check out places they've never been? Are they going to fight the dragon? I have no clue, and it should be good, and it should be a lot of fun for them and hopefully me. Uh, or, or me and hopefully them, however you want to say it. Uh, what else from Lightlessness can I say? I can say that the prep work for 5e has been the same as Pathfinder. Um, I've had less digital tools for most of the press work, um, most of the prep work than I had for Pathfinder until later when I found a nifty uh, app for the iPad that helped me out with prepping a few things, at least like combat and such. But um, you know, I, I I think that DMing has nothing to do with systems, honestly. Like my campaign really isn't relying on it at all. It was cool to look up some of the new items uh, in the books to figure out what to give players. But overall, like I wasn't a big fan of losing plus one items or losing their rarity or their commonness, like however you want to say it. It was uh, a lot to get used to not being able to just pick up a flaming short sword or, um, you know, a keen scimitar. So those features uh, as, as part of weapons had a lot of familiarity and a lot of meaning and it was kind of like the meta surrounding them was something that I wasn't happy about losing. The special uh, items and weapons in 5e are few and far between as far as I'm concerned and even like thinking back to 3.5 I feel like the 3.5 DMG had more to offer even if it was less descriptive or less flowery as the 5e. And if uh, that is not true statistically, it felt that way. So, there. Obviously, other themes that I had brought up before would include family. Uh, I don't really have to touch on that because I think it's already been touched upon. And then, um, I think grander themes... I, I really should have listened to the episode zero again. But just a grander theme such as the reliance on... Um, kind of a north and south, very American view on things, uh, you know, whether or not technology, which is the forge in our campaign, played a big role in things, I'm not so sure. And even like some of the separation between the two states, I don't know if that really came across as strongly as I would have liked. But we will see moving forward if that even matters as the north and the south are torn apart by lycanthropes. Uh, some of you may be wondering from the finale how you get turned into a lycanthrope. And that is actually written down and actually a thing. And it took me a while to figure out how it was going to work with Corian because he was brought back magically. Um, but look forward to that being a game mechanic in Season 2. And I really would love to say more, but I don't want the players to know too much. I feel like I should really end this soon since I'm running out of things to talk about. So let's get to Pumpkin Spice and Pathfinder. Pumpkin Spice has been on many occasion times for me to lay back and just chill. And on other occasions, it's been times for me to be obnoxious. And I apologize to all listeners who have heard me talk over the other players, interrupt the other players, talk too much so the other players don't get a chance. Hopefully in Season 2 of Pumpkin Spice, you'll find Talrod to be a little bit more reserved but um, I don't know, man, when I get to play a player character, I just want to engage and be in the story and talk and talk and talk. And uh, hopefully also in season two, we'll have some chance for um, Josh, if he's ever around Bucks County, to play in person. Because that would be really cool, and that's a wish list item of mine. So Josh plays Gordon Black, just as a reminder. 
Uh, also from Pumpkin Spice, uh, I figured out a secret, I think like uh, three quarters of the way in about the Pumpkin Spice tale that I shared with the other players, and I don't think I shared with you viewers at home, but um, Sam actually modeled a bunch of this campaign around Chrono Trigger, the game. So if you haven't realized that yet and you've played Chrono Trigger, shame on you. And if you haven't played Chrono Trigger, maybe you'll be interested in playing it now. And uh, it comes highly recommended from Sam. I watched a YouTube video on it. That's how I found out about it. It was really, really random. And it looks cool. So it comes highly recommended from me as well. I really wish I had more meaningful things to say. I'm sorry for wasting your time. I'm sorry for my dog. And... I'm sorry for this podcast. I'm just kidding. No, no, seriously. Um, so might as well bring it up now because it is the inter internet. Uh, I have considered killing this podcast a couple times now and replacing it with something that I think would be more fun for more people. There are so many, you know, listen to people play podcasts out there and ours doesn't even have the same audio quality or same uniqueness as other ones. So, um, you know, just bringing that out into the open we may switch up our format sometime soon. We may go back to not having to worry about mics and recordings and keeping the door shut and being warm and all that stuff um, because d and is supposed to be fun. And while we still have fun, it'd just be uh, nice to chill and hang out without all that. Uh, we might record it for ourselves, obviously, because it was really cool to be able to listen back and take notes and remember fun times. But uh, just one of those random things that I thought I'd share with you uh, since you're listening in. So, yeah. I am pretty pro Pathfinder right now, and I like lightlessness. Lightlessness. I never liked the name, actually. I've been regretting that a lot. I like my player characters. I think that it is going to suck to lose Morva. Uh, I think he's been a lot, a lot of fun. And that'll actually be interesting to see how that plays out in the main campaign without him around. I'll get to play him, you know, just for NPC role-playing time, but, you know, it's going to be a new dynamic with just three players and two of which well, yeah just two i believe are casters it's hard to remember now but um yeah i guess the thief the rogue is not a caster at all so two casters and one rogue so i hopefully will not have to fill in with a bunch of npcs and that is something to bring up um i've always had npcs in the story that were hitters healers stuff like that and i will say that 5e is a it seems to be a lot harder to kill your players. So whether that's empowerment or just more balanced gameplay, uh, I have been lucky enough to put the players up against strong encounters that they have come out alive. And ending on that note, I think that is a very good plus for 5e. And I recommend it to new players more so because of its easy to pick upness and its lack of just brutal violence towards player characters and fresh dms that have no clue what they're doing so that is one man's experience this was the pathless podcast my name is ben ballard and i'm so glad that you joined me today i would just love to say that um all of you all, all four of you that listen to this are beautiful wonderful individuals and you should start playing dark souls and stop listening to this podcast and to do so, you can use that Pathless Pod, go to our website, click on the Audible trial link, send me a few bucks. It'll help. It'll make the website last up longer. It'll make the podcast hosting last longer. Maybe I won't kill myself. That's a joke. Do not worry. Uh, yeah, this was fun. Thanks, guys. See ya.